Bueno, si me oigo. Yes, yes, yes. Hey. Oh, what's up? How's it going? Hey. Al 100. Great. How's everything over there? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Kids are behaving. That's always good. Yeah, that's a good part. What uh, what are you drinking to start off this uh, tonight's episode? No, my wife, she wanted to try this uh, uh, Moscato, so that's what I'm drinking oh, nice. today. Nice, yeah. nice. What uh, which what brand? The cheap one, bro. Barefoot. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. I've gotten fucked up to that one because it's been like four fifty for a while. It was like four fifty at the gas station, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna fuck with this, and let's just say I blacked out, and uh, it was a uh, oh man, interesting night. But anyways, welcome to the Random Convo Podcast, everyone. This is my cousin Armando Munguia. Um, he's like a brother to me. We grew up together, and yeah. Uh, yeah so everybody, welcome him, welcome him to it. But let's get straight into it. So. You say you're drinking Moscato? Which one? The peach one? The apple one? Or I think they have like, what, three flavors? You know, I just know it's like light pink, so I don't know what that, that yeah, pretty I, drink. I think it's the, it might be the peach one, because, yeah, I think it's the peach one, because I've bought that one before. But, yeah, anyways, how's, uh, how's everything over there? Well, yeah, it's a Friday night, and everything's nice and chill, you know. Uh, it's just nice, nice and calm. That's it, you know. It's, that's, that's how it's good. been. Feels yeah, nice, actually. Good. I mean, it does feel nice that everybody's keeping safe, staying at home, and uh, you know, I, I live in a cul-de-sac next to a park, and it's fine not having any, you know, kids at the park right now. Just having a nice, quiet Friday afternoon. That's good. Yeah, because I know it. It does get pretty uh, noisy. Yeah, it does. But damn, that's that's cool. So, as we were talking about uh, in our messages when we wrote to each other about you know you you and the Comadre Lupe, since this quarantine happened, you guys have been drinking more. You go, going back to our party days, huh? Yeah, remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. No, you know she did. She brought it up that lately she's been uh, just putting the baby to sleep, and it's now time to you know Try- kill. Turning the the Mora side of the family on. Or what? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That's what she's been doing. Like lately, you know. Even I think, even my, uh, you know, your your cousin Big Lisi. Yeah, Big Lizzo. <laughs> Big from yeah, yeah, from in Monte. No, no. no. <laughs> no she yeah, no even no 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 yeah even her like I've come home with a with a with some beers and you know she's been up for drinking at least just one beer you know so that's, yeah. It feels nice getting home and just you know, relaxing with a couple of beers and. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Uh, what was it? Like a week ago, two weeks ago, when uh, on the family chat that we yeah. had, that you were getting pretty lit. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a hangover? I saw that you had like a shit yeah, beer. I... You know, I'm not much of a drinker, but that night I drank probably ten beers, and uh-huh. I think that's my limit: ten beers. Really. The following morning, I was all right, but I did feel it. I'm like, all right, cool. And I, you know, the following week, I had three weeks straight Fridays drinking, and then the fourth mm-hmm. week, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck that. So yeah. Now, yeah, now, I was done answer with me. It. Answer me this: Did you drink those those uh, Fridays consecutively 
to get fucked up or you just drank one you know what i'm buzzed let me go to sleep or did you like get fucked up no you know i just want i didn't mean to get fucked up or anything just just wanted to drink some beers and have a nice night Nice. Was... Some music, of course. I saw some uh, bookies playing, Temerario. You know what, man? I'm all, I'm all over the place with music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All over the in. place. Uh, it was bookies. But you know what? Lately, two days in a row, I've been listening to Aquid. Really? Are they I... are they uh, back up or is it just listening to the old stuff? No, man. You know, it just, I'm, I have an app that just, it, you know, for some reason, I'm at work. And one of their songs came into my mind. And you know what? On the drive home. I mm-hmm. put on, I, I searched them up and I was listening them to the the whole, eat, you know, drive home. And then when mm-hmm. I got home, a couple more songs today again. So, like I said, I'm all over the place, man. It could be, like I said, accurate this week and next week, who knows. But it's like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen that, that meme. It's a picture, right? And it's like Tupac in the living room with Chalino Sanchez <laughs> and all these other artists. It's like my playlist to go from like, opera to fucking tupac to chalino back down to sublime and you know oh man yeah but, definitely man. no so it's all over the place yeah that's cool that's a cool thing you know gotta gotta uh, mix things up a bit sometimes you know yeah um so how's work i know you guys been still working granted if you guys uh, the field that you guys do you guys are always um covered up with all those masks and stuff so Mass full, you know, uh, no. mass and the suits cover up everything. So yeah, we've been. Yeah. Nothing has changed for you guys, basically. No, just kind of the we're not doing occupied buildings, so. Okay. That's that's, good. that's, that's good. keeping away from other people. That's what we and just. Then, uh, is everybody working, or there have they laid people off? No, everybody's working here in my company, and we're busy. Uh, you know, I, I've seen that everybody in the construction here in LA. Mm-hmm. they're busy construction yeah. they keep on going because honestly construction keeps the economy going yeah you know i've been in the in this industry for over 10 years and the construction business even after 2008 when the economy crashed af- after that man it, it kicked back up and it hasn't stopped since 2000 what like i'll yeah, say 10 9 10 that kicked back yeah. up so everybody's, you know, there's a lot of money invested right now. That's what I'm seeing. And the developers want to keep on working. You know, they don't want to have the money sitting there. So they want us to work because they got to flip the house, flip the apartments, flip the, you know, whatever. We have a big uh, warehouse hotel room right now in Redondo Beach mm-hmm. that, you know, it's a hotel room. They need that hotel back running. So, you know, they want us to work and it's good. You know, it's only... A five-man crew working there so you know social distancing is not an issue so that's why we've been keeping keeping you know with work because we're well protected and social distancing is not an issue for us so it's a blessing Yeah, exactly it's a blessing right now so for all my listeners um for all my one listeners not just fine hopefully there's more than that but uh my cousin mando he uh basically he removes his bestos and uh they demolish stuff uh, whatever the the company or the client needs at the time, but um, he is literally covered head to toe in like a was like a plastic suit taped up at the at the wrist, the feet, yeah, and like the neck, right? Like you guys yeah. are just because as asbestos, you know, mes- mesothelioma and all that shit. They don't play around with that. So, in the sense of uh, the coronavirus, like 
y'all are all fucking y'all have been practicing like the sanitary procedures from the get-go so yeah no our, our protocol has been you know always our personal protection has been you know essential for our type of work so we're good on we're good on on, on the pp what they call it ppe yep yeah, PPE. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's you know that's why it was so easy for us. You know, and, you know we didn't have issues. The only thing, you know, we did stock up on on suits and um, and mask. mask filters, which our suppliers had them in stock, so it was easy for us yeah. just purchasing them. But now, you know, other people that wanted to buy, you know, that never bought before masks or filters, you know, it's an issue because they took some of that stuff away. But yeah, for us, we're, yeah. we've been good. We've been good. That's good. So, I mean, financially, financially, it seems like the whole family has been keeping their uh, their jobs for the most part because, granted, everybody works for either construction or they've been at a company where they're considered now essential personnel. So, you know, my, uh, in the back of my head, I'm always like, damn, you know, like, that's good that they're, they're, they're financially, that they've been financially stable going through all this because, I mean, it sucks that for the most part, they might come in contact with it, but you know, with the proper steps from their companies and themselves, like we could beat this, but anyways. Um, so back to our topic, uh, of our conversation. Uh, well, that mean you had on our text messaging when we were messaging each other. Um, before I forget what, uh, so tell me about that food, that food run you were telling me about. Oh, so yeah, last, uh, Friday, last week, my office manager, she was, Wondering about some good tamales. Wait, tamales or tamales? How should I say it? You say how it is. tamales, <laughs> you know. Well, she was asking me, reckon, you know, any place that she gets some good tamales. And she went online right, right away and Googled best tamales in L.A. And she found a couple of spots that I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? For, for, for some reason, you know, my mind was like, I got to find out which is the best spot. So she told me about a couple of spots. And one of them said, the best kept secret in East L.A. Ah. Oh, man. I went there, and whoever said it's the best kept secret, secret should have kept it to itself because they were not <laughs> the best tamales ever, honestly. Where were they at? Where, where this was in East called? L.A. It's called um, La Indiana Tamales. It's... I yeah, it's right there in there... Olympic and Indiana. Mm, okay. I'm not sure if it's just my, you know how, you know, you you you've tried my mom's food, you know, uh, you know yeah. how they cook, you know how, yep. you know our grandparents, you know they're, you know, which I I think we just have a really high, what is it called, like a expectation, expectation or... standards and flavors yep, that standard, yeah, that they can't bullshit us, and. Yeah. For one, the tamal was dry. Uh huh. And now was now was it um was it a hoja de the maíz corn corn husk maize? yeah corn oh, husk okay. yeah okay. not the not the plantain the plátano uh uh-huh. the plátano yeah. yeah no so for me it was like no and so that was on Wednesday but uh so I she was gonna go to tamales Liliana I'm like yeah I go there but the, is that the one right there off of uh fuck what is it off the seven ten off the seven ten I believe on oh, Cesar Chavez right Cesar Chavez yeah yeah formerly known as Brooklyn 
Yeah, la, Brooklyn. La, Bru- la Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> la Brooklyn. Yeah, that was yeah, man. Like, that always gives me a, a laugh when I when I read the the sign says Cesar Chavez, formerly known as Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, but you know, I stopped by, you know, because I I wanted to see that you know that she get her tamales for her day because she was having a Easter gathering with her family. But Tamale Liliana was closed, you know, for this whole uh, virus that's going on. She, you know, they decided to close the yeah. shop. So that kicked me into, I got to find a spot for their, for them to get Tamales. So, man, good thing I know about the spot down the street. It's called Los Angeles Tamales. Los Angeles Tamales. Mm-hmm. And from your house or no, from that spot? from that spot. Like a couple oh, blocks okay. away from, from Tamales Liliana. Uh-huh. And sure enough, man, they, they they were they were they were legit, man. You know they were. Now, did they use the corn husk or did they use the corn husk, the banana leaf? Corn husk. Yeah. The masa was nice and moist. The okay. meat was nicely seasoned, and man, it was perfect. Uh, but yeah, man. What was it of a uh, pollo or pork? So I had. Uh, Pork, chicken, and the rajas. And okay. all three of them were delicious, man. But you know what? This spot wasn't on her on her top 15. Her no, list? it wasn't. She actually had a spot that was called Los Cinco Puntos. Th- this uh-huh. place. Is that the one right there off of, uh, by the Mercadito? Down the street from Mercadito. Down the street from yeah. El Pino de los Blood and Blood Out. The yeah. Blood, blood and Blood Out. Down the street from that, from that Pino. So, since she wanted to, you know, make sure that was a nice spot, I had to go over there to Los Cinco Puntos because she still wanted to go from that list that she had. So, yeah. I go there. I get three tamales, chicken, pork, and, and rajas. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, bro. They weren't. They weren't. Same as, in, same weren't as la, la Indiana. They were not, nah, man. Masa was dry. They were missing something. Masa was dry. The chicken wasn't that flavorful. The meat wasn't flavorful at all. So, you know what, man? I I, I sent it up, sent her to the Los Angeles Tamales. She she was pleased, honestly. And yeah, she she got what she wanted, you know, for her family gathering. And I think I I, I did good for her. She she was really pleased with the tamales. And, and I mean, not only that, but for for that uh, business, because now they have a yeah another another customer, another customer. You know, that now know yeah now knows their uh, not just one, but you you and her and her family. And, you know, they really decide to um, get some from there. But but yeah, so and uh, for those of you who don't know, like our family, like we are big on cooking. Like, goddamn, like not just the females, but the males in our family, they're fucking good cooks. Mando's dad, my tío, uh, my uncle Silvestre. He is literally the king of birria in our uh, in our small pueblo in Pajacuaran, Michoacan. You know, the best state in uh, all of Mexico. But anyways, like, oh, sorry. Um, birria is basically how would you how would you describe birria for like for America? Because I, honestly, there's like every time I try to explain it, they're like, oh, so it's like a it's like a brisket or it's like a slow roast. I'm like, it's, it's, there's just like so much that goes into it. It's like it's like a yeah, like a slow roast. That's kind of like the most thing that can be familiarized to it. Uh, but, you know, the consomme is what it makes it different. Yeah, 
exactly. Console. And each part of Mexico, each part of Mexico has their has their own like rendition. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to say like what they have. They put um, what do they put in there? They put like consomme in there. Not consomme. I'm sorry, garbanzos in their consomme. Yeah. But like your dad and like what we're used to is just consomme, just the just the caldo itself, like consomme itself, without anything in there except for you know, sliding in some um cilantro, cebolla, oh, yeah. and a little bit of meat that falls off the excuse me the the chopping board yeah man no no so it's a it's a it's the consomme man it's something else that's even right now where he's at in michoacan he's selling again so he's back to his old you know that's what he grew up with so he's back at it again and and it's a trip man because he tells me that even like like the you know kids never lie right let's say the kids and drugs never lie you know they're always saying i never heard that yeah yeah los borrachos, los borrachos, los niños y los borrachos nunca mienten, you know. So yeah. he tells me that there's the little seven-year-old that she's like one of his first customers, and she's yeah. there for in, and loves the consomme. And my dad tells her, "So you love the consomme? You like you like my birria? Yes, I like your birria." Trip out on this, her dad sells birria, oh, so, so he knows that. Her dad sells birria, but she's over here in my dad's spot, you know. What's uh? What's do you, do you know the name? Because I have a listener that's from Pacuaran too that he's gonna be on the episode on uh, one of the episodes uh here soon. Not well, yeah, soon enough. But what's the spot? Or you know, from what spot? Like what's the what's the name of the family that sells? Uh, you know what, man? My dad tells me that even even here in LA, man. Nowadays, everybody and their grandmas. Is selling video. Everybody, yeah, man. True. So my da- especially especially now with that like uh, the whole like that Mexican wave of food that just hit YouTube. Oh yeah. Like, everybody now wants birria because those birria tacos are like obviously we've been eating for fucking Since... what going on three decades, yeah, like thirty years. Oh basically. yeah. Um and 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 everyone's like, oh, I want some of those uh. Those, uh, what do you call it? Like those hand dip tacos. And I'm just like, what the fuck are they talking? Because over here in Washington, like, there aren't many places to eat Mexican food. And like, the few places that we have found, of course, they just have like the, the typical, like, oh, fucking tacos. Uh, like, you know, the typical Americanized stuff. But I have found a Virgeria spot that they've, excuse me, they have caught on with the with the hype. So now they, they make birria, but they, they, they advertise the, the birria dip tacos, like with the consomme. It's pretty good, but obviously nothing's going to compare yeah. to my uncle's fucking birria because that's what I base it off of. But yes, like you said, everybody's making birria. Yeah, now. my dad tells me that back in 2000, we were out there, 2001, 2006, when he was selling over there, it was only uh-huh. like a handful of birrieros. Now, he says it well, back, back in, in the, the pueblo. pueblo. Yeah, back in the pueblo, it was like a oh, handful shit. of birrieros. And my dad says, like, he could easily count 20 spots of birria. Like, everybody's selling birria nowadays. Oh, right now? Right now at the pueblo. Right now at the pueblo. So, you know, which I don't mind because I I still love tacos de birria, you know? Like, I'll sit down in any spot and eat the taco de birria. And, you know, it's just a nice, if the meat is decent, if the you know, tortilla also has to has to do with it and the salsa. You know, and I'm good. You know, so so Renat. With that being said, what would you say are the essentials for a, just a good birria in general? 
that will make like what makes you know what my dad has always said it salsa chile the chile the chile like the basically the condiment chile yeah yeah the 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 hot sauce is the one that makes it or break it or breaks it you know yeah my dad has said it if you're a birriero or you're a taco man and you don't make your own your own hot sauce you don't know how to make a good hot sauce you're not a taco man you know like it's you know a a bad taco, even though the meat is nasty or not cooked, overcooked, whatever, however, the, you know, if it's grilled, like a taco de carne asada, but if that taco so- sauce is bomb, then, you know, you're going to be hooked on a taco sauce, on, 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 a, on a hot sauce. Yeah. You know, like like King that Taco, I don't you know, going King Taco, like, at first I don't like, I don't like King Taco, but now... I'm like I that hot sauce, that red sauce is 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 bomb, man. It's fire. It's good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That red sauce you could put it on everything, it, bro, and, it, and it's man, amazing. So it's true because right now that you say that, like, how many people don't have tapatio in their cupboards, and how many people don't put tapatio anything. on everything? Like, and like you said, tapatio is just so good. It makes it makes that dish just ten times better. But when you said that about the tacos, like, hey. That salsa makes that taco. It's true because you're essentially going there for the salsas because you're putting more and more of it as much as that's, um, you know, burning yeah. the back of your tongue or you're crying your eyes out or, you know, you want some more chata or water, whatever, agua fresca they have there. Like, you're uh, you're there for so the that's... salsa, even though they tell you, like, hey, be careful. That one's spicy, you know, like, yeah. calma. You're hooked. You know, you're, you're hooked on the spiciness. Exactly. So, yeah, and and along with that, like saying, you know, we're talking about birria, Mando himself has um, gone through that journey of making tacos, birria, and hey, he's he's up there with my uncle. Like that's just bomb too. And like he said, like his salsas are just up there with my uncle's. Like, so he knows he knows the uh, the term in Spanish is called a chinga, which means like the fucking the ass kicking that goes into making this. And can you la- a little you know elaborate more on that? Because I know you will tell me like. When you would sell at the what was it? South yeah, South Monte, Monte High, School. High School. I used to be selling there at the Sunday the Sunday swap meet that they had. Yeah, meets. man, it was it was a nice yeah. hustle that we had going on there. But you know what, man, it was such labor yeah. intensive, and I think that's one thing that has kept my dad like you know in a different level than other people. That my dad takes so much pride into what he does that he overdoes it. You know, he cleanliness. He's always worried about. Oh, if yeah. it's is it, if it's gonna be a hot day, you know, I gotta make sure my, you know, obviously the food doesn't spoil, so you know the meat has to be in the refrigerator. But you also worry about the consomme. So you know, we're always thinking yeah. about making sure that our food is good quality. And exactly. that was the standard I grew up in, and and that's the standard I, I that I that I kept, you know, when I was selling. So that's why it was I I beat it my ass, man. I I. I was hard on myself. I I wanted to make sure my virya was as you know clean as possible with with the grease because you know you know virya for true fans of virya know that knows that virya can be a little bit on the greasy side you know uh, so I try to make sure that you know my customers were happy and liked the flavor liked everything and at the end I don't like seeing greasy plates after they were done. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I just, you know, it's just, that was the whole thing, you know, keeping high standards for the quality of food that I was serving my, 
my customers. Uh, so that's what yeah. that's the way my dad is, and that's the way I kept going. And it's just it's a hustle. It's a good hustle, you know. It's because he, you know, the family gets involved. It's a, exactly, it's a fa- it's a it family is. affair basically. Because what I remember since shit as far back as I can remember, like uh, when you guys used to live in El Serena, we would always go to your guys' house every Sunday. There was always a soccer game on the TV. Like all you would hear is like. You know, you know, like, and in the, my background, you just hear my uncle the chop, 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 board. chop, chop, chop with the fucking, uh, the yeah. chop, the chopping board. And then, ¿cuántos, cuántos quiere revuelta, carnazo, or yeah. cuántos tacos? And then, like, that's, that's, like, whenever, that's why whenever I think of birria or anybody, like, you know, any of my friends, like, hey, you know, this is birria spot. I'm like, you know what, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm going to hold that spot to my uncle, which is no comparison because, just the nostalgia that it brings back just that's what it is like, it, yeah. it takes you back when you're a little kid and you know you're gathering at the yep. at the house and kicking it with the yep. family and eating a nice meal man I, I think that's what it is too that exactly it's just a family nice family gathering on sundays and it, it yep. takes and you back not waking up early because i remember we'd have to wake up early because then my dad would be like you guys either wake up early and you guys don't get no more or you guys uh, go with your mom and your mom wakes up later and I'm like, fuck. So we'd always have to be like calling. I remember we had to call whenever your dad was selling at Monte. We'd be like, can you guys just save us some? Because uh, we're going to get there late. And like, yeah, no problem. But that, that goes along with, you know, the sacrifice you got to make, wake up early just to get that. The early bird gets the worm, basically, True. you know? Yeah, man. But yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. But um, any... uh. Any new restaurants before this uh, lockdown happened? Did you, did you end up going to? Cause you were going to uh, this one place in Long Beach, right? Like this uh, Filipino spot, was it? Mm. Or what? Or was it a ramen spot? I remember you telling me about this one spot in Long Beach that you had gone or went to park or something. Went up, man. You know, I've been to many restaurants that I just, I, I'm like Google Maps. I have many, many places that I just, I just start them and I'll hit them up once in a while, oh, if I can, uh-huh. but. You know, just honestly, I haven't I haven't visited new restaurants because I'm when I visit a place and I'm disappointed with the with the hype, that kills it for me. Like yeah. I I I just don't oh, want to stop. I don't want to go. I don't want to spend my money in lousy food. You know, I'm not gonna. It's not gonna give me that you know satisfaction. So I get I really get really get do get bummed out when I hit a spot and I'm like it's not what I expected. Yeah, exactly. So. But you know what? One thing that I was going to so, tell you about barbecue, man, right? Who doesn't love barbecue? And Exactly. Now, when you say barbecue, I'm talking about like American barbecue or barbecuing, uh, or, which in terms for Mexicanos, it's like carne asada. Carne asada no, or, barbecue, barbecue, like Texas style, okay, Texas barbecue, style barbecue. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, man. This is the craziest thing. I found one of the my, my best barbecue spots here in L.A., Let's, let's no, see. bro. It, well, this place is in Huntington Park. Ah, on the right? Who would have thought that Huntington Park had a bomb ass place for barbecue? Is it? Is it? Is it on La Pacific? It's down the street from La Pacific. Oh, yeah, shit. man. It's what is it called? called Race Texas Barbecue. Race. Yeah, Texas barbecue. it's legit, man. That thing's on fire. That thing's like. You know, man, and guess what, man? Let, this guy, he knows what he's doing. He's love. Same thing. He puts in 
all his efforts to doing the best that he's, you know, um, for his customers. So, yeah. and when I ate his barbecue, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And then guess what? He's doing Texas-style barbecue, and he is Salvadorian. Oh, shit. That he used to work at a, like... I don't know. I don't know oh where God. he started, where he... You know what? I think he just started in his back backyard doing backyard. it for, him, for himself, for his family. And it just kept on... He kept on going, and now he has a restaurant, and it's fire. All right. Can you hear me now? Yep, I'm here. My bad. It's... Contra Indios. I just bought this thing. It's too high tech for me, you know. But anywho, this barbecue. Now, how how big is this? Uh, this location is pretty small or size. It's in a shopping, a small little strip. What comes a shopping center? Like a, a little strip mall. Little strip mall. And it has probably about six to eight tables. Uh, but most of the people are just just to go, man. Right. And they have a nice uh, burrito, man, like a barbecue burrito. And they have, I haven't had it myself. I, I just seen pictures on it uh, on uh -huh. Instagram. And it has macaroni and cheese. I think it has some barbecue rice and a bunch of nice uh, other barbecues, uh, like meats. And it's, it's amazing, man. It looks looks amazing. I, I haven't been back to it because, you know, it's just I'm going to treat myself to that and, you know, I, I, not every week or whatever, but yeah. I'm, I'm looking for the right moment to go back there and uh, have a nice barbecue meal there. Now, well, how'd you stumble upon this place? Instagram, man. Honestly, oh, Instagram. You know, like, um, you, you know, you, you know, I just try to see, like, what I want to hit up this weekend, and then I just try to try to look up, see what's you know what's on Instagram and what's uh what's good, and you know that hit, and then also Yelp. I see a bunch of and I go by, based on the reviews also, and and I had good reviews, so we ended up stopping by and was not disappointed at all, man. Damn, that's good. Yeah, Did you go by so. yourself? No, I went with the family. Nice. It was a Sunday morning or, or noon. And it was just a nice, you know, we're hungry. And then, oh man, it, it was a nice place to go to. And then we end up going to Huntington Park just to shop around, you know, hit the streets again, the Pacific. And the Pacific. The Pacific. Just get some. Yeah, because Pacific is also actually nice. You know, it has a bunch of stores and you just walk around and bunch of bunch of clothing stores. That's what they have there. So. It was a nice day. You can go from getting a bag of Tosti Locos to getting your next uh, quinceañera dress. Quinceañera and, uh, dress. Yeah, definitely. To going to church on the go. sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> All those people, you know, with their with their loud, what do you call them? The loud. Uh, the speakers or Biblia talking about yeah. or something. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Like I. I like teasing those people, man. Really? Yeah, you know, yeah, I like teasing them, and then like you know, they're talking about yeah, basically because they're there's you know people walk by and they they criticize them, you know, tú que vas con tu marido que, and then they start talking shit about people on the streets that they see there. 
Yeah, just try to provoke them. Yeah, if you actually listen to them, I, you know, my 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 case, I've seen a couple of times that this guy has been like, you know, criticizing people walking by, and I'm like, and I tell him straight up, like, I talk shit to them, and then <laughs> they don't expect it because you know, you know, they're no everybody ignores them, but when somebody you know calls them out. You know, yeah. they, you know, like they're like they don't know what to say. Exactly. Yeah. Right now, you, right now that you mentioned that, have you ever seen on a, it's on Instagram somewhere or YouTube? I think her name is La Hermana Maria, and it's like this this uh this lady, uh, and she has like a, you know, like grandmas wear that thing over their head whenever they go to church or whatever. Right, right, right. So she has one of those on, and um, I guess it's in Mexico, man. Uh, I guess she's out in the street at night. And she's passing out pamphlets and she's saying like, oh, like, you know, like younger, she's, she's stopping younger ladies. And she's like, don't wear red lipstick because in the Bible, it says that the lipstick is made from uh, the blood of, uh, of virgins or something like that. And if you put that on, it seduces the man and then it's going to take away your your holiness and this and that. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And people actually like record her like whenever they find her on the street. Like, I'm pretty sure if you find it, you could just YouTube it. But people purposely like quote to her but in all seriousness like, like confront her and be like just spark a conversation up with her and they act like if they're interested but in all reality they're just trolling her <laughs> but they, they do it in a respectful way yeah but they don't like you know disrespect or anything they're just like trying to get you know like just trying to go go along with it and she it's just the stuff she says i'm just like this lady is like she back in the 1800s or what the hell? Like, she's so stupid. Like, yeah, like, we know what it's made from. Why are you telling me this? Uh, you know, it's, it's fake news. <laughs> yeah. You're lying to me. So, you know, how am I going to be listening to somebody that's, you know, for sure, for sure I know that's lying, saying, you know, <laughs> false stuff. So, yeah, it's funny. You get a kick out of that. Yeah. But, uh, so, one of the questions I had for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw one of my, uh, my Instagram posts or on this, on the podcast page, it's about just being an adult. Right. So when did you know, or yeah, when did you know you're, you're, you're already an adult? Cause I mean, I know, cause I, you, obviously you lived with us. So I know you were like, on your feet since like age 15, 16, but what I, what I'm trying to get at is like, when did that mentality, when did that, that switch happen in your head? Or you're like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't go for, buying new shoes i should probably buy this for the house you know what i mean yeah i'm thinking about that man because it's it's a good question there better yet not when but what uh what things do you catch yourself now being more interested in as opposed to the other things like materialistic things that you would buy in the past because i know you were quite the diva back in the day you know with your skinny jeans <laughs> Yeah, well, back then when I was single, man, you know, whatever money I earned was spent on myself, you know, going out, buying, just going out, spending my money on myself. But um, I guess after Sophia, you know, once my first my daughter was born, you know, it's just things change. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a game changer. Actually, you know what? When when I bought my bought my first car from straight from the dealer. Yeah, because I. I needed that for the family. I need myself. My my daughter was about to be born, and that car I bought it before my daughter was born. So yeah, you know I look and I'm looking at the car right now, and I look at it. I'm like, yeah, man, it's just that was my 
you know, a big commitment, first of all, mm-hmm. paying off a, a, a big, you know, uh, loan, you know, it's a 25, it was a $25,000 car. So it was a big commitment and paying that off was like, yeah, you know, once I, once I knew I was able to pay it off and then I paid it off, I was like, yeah, you know, that, I guess that made me say, you know what, you, you know, you can handle your stuff. You're, you're a grown man now. Yeah. And taking care of the family, paying off the bills working you know having a steady steady job and you know i've always had a had a good you know i've always had a job so i've always been working so yeah. it's just after that you know big commitment of you know purchasing a twenty five thousand dollar car and and because i needed it for my family so i guess that's when i be you know knew i, I actually became a a grown man yeah. and, and nice father and you know exactly. husband and all that stuff kicked in so yeah i guess everything was all together you know yeah family kids and committing to you know i haven't bought a house yet but that's the next big step right there yeah exactly but once you settle down and you you know what you want you know what you have you know what where what path you're taking with the family growing and then then that was it, man. I, I settled down. I, I just stopped, you know, pr- buying stuff for me, and now it's for my now for my daughter and wife, and it was more about them than me. Just, just like that, uh, that song goes, "Paquete casabas, Juan," you know. <laughs> <laughs> but everything, everything comes to 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 an end, yeah. you know. The, the going out, the hanging out with the boys, partying, partying, clubbing, all that stuff. At some point, you know. It stops. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not gonna say, but I still got a cousin, female type, that still does that. But I'm not throwing any names out there. But anywho, yes, it it comes to an end. Um, but um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, for me in my case, just like you, you know, like when I had Aaliyah, I bought my first car. But I think that mentality switched from like I need to stop buying shit for like just random shit. Like I started finding an interest in like homes like stuff for the house like you know what like i, I think these back you know, solar powered lights will look good in the backyard like i'll go to costco and i was like you know what that's sh- that's uh that storage rack or that shelf r- that rack would look good in the garage you know to like rearrange stuff and i was like damn like i'm i'm an old fart now like i'm, I'm more interested in patio furniture than like you know uh what game is out now or Hey, hey, babe! Like, uh, I think this knife set will look pretty good in the kitchen, or you know, like the, the cool cutting board. I'm just like, damn, we're old already. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure, yeah, like I'm pretty sure you've gone through it too. You know, like, hey, you know what? Maybe this uh, this fan is pretty cool. We should probably get it for the room. You know, like, I don't know, shit like that. Oh, definitely. One of my next next things that I'm looking into is buying a nice lawnmower. <laughs> Have you seen my lawnmower? No man, I haven't. It's green. What is it? It's uh eco friendly. Oh yeah. All it takes is a little uh elbow grease or knee grease. It's one of those uh <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like the ones that you just manually pull. The push push yeah, the push ones. Push ones? Yeah, well the, the wow the wheels, they just like the more the what it basically you just push it and it cuts by the wheel, motions of the wheel. But yeah, that's what I have. Yeah. It takes me I'm not gonna lie, when I got back from this training when I was in California I was like, you know what, that that yard looks pretty uh pretty pretty rustic. So let me uh put some let me put some work in. And I picked up all the dog poop, 
That shit took me like two hours just to connect nah. with that. But then I went, I, I got a weed whacker and uh, I trimmed the edges and I got all the spots. And then afterwards I came with my rake. I raked up all the trash. And then afterwards I was like, just so like, I felt so like, how do you say it? I was so accomplished. Like I'll ta- I was like telling Amy, look, look, how do you like your grass? How do you like your grass? Is it cool? Like, and she'd be like, yeah, yeah, it looks nice. And you know, the kids were like, oh dad, you cut the grass. And I was like, yeah, you know, your dad cut it. And then Amy's like, why don't you help your dad out when you're back home? I was like, shut up. Like, I'm doing it now. Like, you know? But, <laughs> but yeah, like, that's, like, whenever we go out, like, in a, to the store or anything, like, I'm like, you know what? That would look pretty cool in the house, wouldn't it? She'll be like, yeah, yeah. So I'm more interested in, like, patio furniture. I think my next purchase would be a a gazebo. No, not a gazebo. Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah. Like those, yeah, like a gazebo. Like, and I've already seen one's like, 400 bucks, but it's, like, it's pretty tight, like. For like little uh little barbecues that nobody's gonna come over to because quarantine, <laughs> but still, you know, like it's one of those things that it will look good in the backyard. I get you, man. Like I said, you know, lawnmower for me was is my next purchase. Nice lawnmower. Oh yeah. And fixing up the lawn and barbecue grill I'm, i I made my own barbecue grill so it's oh, really it's nice yeah man yeah you gotta send me a picture i will send you a picture i actually you know went to the job site it was and they're gonna demo down a building and there were metal fabricators so they had a nice frame that i was gonna scrap as stainless steel uh-huh. i don't know what stainless steel i'm like you know what? i'm just take it and i'm gonna scrap this and i'm gonna make some money off it but I left there at the warehouse for like six months, and then I was gonna have uh, my kid's birthday party. Either Armando's or Sofia, one of them too. And I, I made this dude. I made this in a couple of days. I actually saw, I pictured it. You know what? This is a nice frame for a barbecue, and uh, so it's a, you know, charcoal is what I use for it. So it's, I just, it looks nice. I'll send you a picture of it, and yeah, for sure. it's nice, nice, and. Uh, you know, it's it's huge, man. If it's a lot, of, a lot of me, you could grill bunch, bunch of me at once. It's it's what I want, you know. And then using charcoal is another level, you know. It, you know, it's a gas powered, one, a gas one. It's it's just turn it on, let it heat up, and you're good to go. But on cooking with charcoal, it's it's different. It's a different whole different whole other ball game. Yeah, definitely it is. Right now that you mentioned that, speaking about that earlier today, like. So I bought my uh my grill from Target. It was on sale for like sixty bucks, but like it was a, it's a three burner. But you know, going along with the whole adulting thing, like me and Amy, like in the summer, um, we would go to all these uh what is it called uh, yard sales, right? So I'm on base. The yard sales here are fucking like you're literally it's like a treasure, like it's a treasure trove. Like the stuff that people have on base, they like take care of it and they'll just sell it because they're you know what we don't even use it. And I'm just like real like they'll sell stuff for cheap so anyways so i bought a little small the little small little weber grills little charcoal one and that's what i cook everything on and earlier uh, we went to the mexican market and i picked up some of uh, some corn you know yeah and uh, that's what we ate we uh if you look at my instagram like um that's what i was cooking like emma ate like five of them literally she was just eating all she loves corn so that's what we had for dinner just some grilled corn you know on the on the grill with some charcoal, like makes it ten times better when it's charcoal opposed to propane. Yeah, different flavor, and then the cooking method is different because you know it's just look. 
he it's 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 different you know it's not we got different temperatures in one side and the other side and so it's a technique it's a technique that you know you gotta master so i'm always up for a challenge you know it's so it's it's good you know it keeps me keeps me like when i'm gonna barbecue like oh man it's a challenge and i want to make sure it's always perfection that's the way i am you know trying to be make you know everything i'm doing even if it's jacked up at the end at least i tried my best exactly so you know on that topic of barbecue how do you start your fire because do you use lighter fluid or what what do you use i use a chimney man one of those little chimney stacks i was gonna say have you looked into those um it's like a it's a it's a heater basically like you connect this for the grill oh right i have that i have that and i just i just put the charcoal in the grill and I put that baby in there, and then like I let it heat up, and then it heats it up for you. Because I used to have the chimney that you're talking about. Yeah. And it would take me forever. Um, I wasn't doing it right, probably, but I, I found that thing for like literally it was only eight bucks. I picked it up. That's it, it heats it up so quick. Whether you're using charcoals or uh, you know the the mesquite wood, like the, the full uh, wood lumps, and uh, yeah. yeah, it literally like it turns barbecuing easy like way easier than as opposed to uh it kind of puts it up there with uh a propane tank because it's just so instant not instant but it's faster than you just set it and forget it right you just set it up go get some other things going yeah i get you something with the chimney stack you know for me was just set it give it five ten minutes do something else and then come back and it's good to go yeah that's that's i use barbecue and then uh I mean, granted, you're back home, so the family's all there. So, yeah, you need that bigger one. I just use this little small one, dude. Like, with that one, we're good. As a matter of fact, when we were at the Mexican market earlier, I picked up, like, two pounds of uh, ranchera, some carne asada meat. And uh, Amy's like, you know what? How about we make um, carne asada torta? So she picked up some bolillo. Oh, so wow. That's what we're going to eat tomorrow. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, we're just, like, uh, the girls – they love it whenever we barbecue. They're like, oh, dad, what are you going to make? Like uh, Easter, uh, we made burgers. Like we heated up some burgers on the grill. Like, oh, my God, dude. Like they're so just the flavor that charcoal adds or that mesquite. Yep. I love mesquite. Like I grew up with mesquite, like them using mesquite for uh, on the charcoal grills. And it's just that extra flavor, I think, that it gives it. It, it goes a long way. Yeah, it sure does. It, it gives it a different flavor, not just uh, – cooking the griddle and then it, it wasn't the same thing man and then i started cooking my burger patties on the on the uh, outside on the my grill with the charcoal and it just man it's just different i like the flavor i yeah. like the flavor same here yeah so definitely yeah, yeah it, it, barbecuing man i'm i can't wait honestly to have a nice family gathering with the barbecue after this whole thing is gone man because it's it's just i want it man oh yeah I wanted the family here, a nice barbecue, and just I'm waiting for that moment, man. Waiting for that day. So me and Amy were actually talking about like I was like, you know what? I told her like, you know what's gonna what business is gonna be busy, or what like what how was it? Yeah, what business is gonna be busy as far as in like the Mexican community? She was like, what? I was like, mariachis, grupos, and because. Think about it. Like everyone's been in quarantine, everyone's been locked up. 
you already know the people that have been working that are essential workers, which are like you mentioned earlier, construction, you know, they've been, they've been, you know, keep saving that money. They've just been buying the essentials. So a lot of that money, that play money that they would usually spend on the weekend has not been safe, not been spent. So I guarantee you when this whole thing is lifted and, you know, everything goes back to normal, there's going to be parties up. Whew, there's going to be so many parties. Bondos are going to be booked, you know, like crazy. Like everyone's going to be getting fucked up as, you know, even though they already are doing it now. But that's my opinion. So I was like, damn, man. Like just think about the people that are practicing, you know, to make their own little bond or group or, group or whatever. And by the time they <laughs> this shit's lifted and they're like decently good, you know, somebody's going to pay them, you know, $200 an hour. Hey, whatever. Oh, yeah. No, as it is now, I mean, us Mexicans, like even if we don't have money, We'll still, we'll still make a party, man. Oh, yeah. So now with with Uncle Trump sending us that stimulus package, man. <laughs> of that's beer money. That's carne asada money. That's that's uh that's a uh, banda money, man. So it's it's you know obviously people have to you know spend it wisely, but you know if they keep it and I'm saying like four, three, four months from now, if it if it you know hopefully. God willing, this thing dies down and 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 we're back to normal. Then hell yeah, for sure, there's gonna be parties there. We're gonna be celebrating that. Hey, we came, we 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 got through this. So it, it definitely is gonna be a situation we're gonna have to celebrate. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, about that. It's gonna be a big celebration, man. It, this thing was unheard of for us, our generation. So it's yeah. something that we have to celebrate. You know, every day that we live, you know, every day we we wake up, we have to like, you know, give thanks and and be happy we're still alive. So, you know, spe- you know, nowadays that this thing is out there, honestly, like <laughs> I think about it, this thing is like some, it could be around the corner and uh, us not knowing. So, exactly. After this thing dies down, man, and we're back to normal, and and it, it, you know, we're back to, you know, normal yeah. life. Yeah. And it, for sure, you know. We're gonna be partying, man. We're gonna be partying like there's no tomorrow. And hopefully those quinceañeras that I had booked for catering, they're gonna call me up and then and then I'm gonna be making money. I'm gonna be I'm making birria. I'm gonna be happy, man. Just making beer. Just going back to making birria. I'm gonna be happy, man. Because yeah. even now I have my coworkers telling me like, "Hey, we're gonna make birria." I just don't want to make birria. Because I don't want to expose anybody or anybody exposing me. Exactly. You know, exactly. Coming to my house where my family lives, even though they yeah. do, just do straight pickup, I'm going to be handling money. So I don't want yeah. that. Exactly. No, you're right. You're right. You have all the reasons to. Yeah. So that being said, man, I'm I can't wait to get back to making birria, and that's something you know. Honestly, the food business is always going to be booming. Yep. You know, he could he could stop from drinking beer, which is hard. But people will will leave. Let's say you don't have a right now. If you don't have a job, you're not gonna be spending your money on stupid shit, right? Yeah. But one thing you are gonna spend your money in is food. Yeah. You're gonna be you have to buy food. So, you know, you have to go out there to buy. You know, at supermarket or hit a local spot to get your, you know, birria. Whatever it is, whatever you want to, you want to, you, know, you know, the fast food restaurants are still open. So the yeah, food yeah. business is always going to be, it's not going to die down ever because every day you have to eat every day. Just, so 
Just right now that you mentioned that, because this just popped in my head, like, carne, like, meat, especially, like, carne asada, it is going to be selling out. Like, granted, people are still buying it now, but most people are more weary of going out. But just think about it. When this ban is lifted, just think about everyone that's going to be going to the market, buying, like, the minimum five pounds of carne asada. Oh, yeah. It's going to be selling out, like, you know, like crazy. That's what it is. Ranchera, you know, right now it's like a eight dollars a pound at the minimum. Why, well, if you go to the supermarket, you get it for like six, seven dollars a pound. But at the specialty shop, the Mexican rush, Mexican carnicerias, those guys are making a killing, bro. Those guys are selling it to you at eight, nine, ten dollars a pound. Yep. So, man, ranchera, nine ninety nine a pound. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's ranchera has has. I still remember like five, ten. Well, hold up. Probably when I was single, ten years ago, that ranchera was at five bucks, and I thought it was expensive. I'm like, I ain't buying fucking ranchera, man. That's too expensive. It's five bucks a pound. Right now, it's it could be eight, ten dollars a pound, and and then people are still buying it, man. Yeah. So yeah, ranchera, car, you know, carne asada is gonna always gonna be. You know, that's a good business right there, having a carnicería. Exactly. But yeah, food business. The food yeah. business is always going to be booming, man. Markets, I think markets are going to be going to be uh, running out of stuff more than what they were during the quarantine or during this quarantine. Like, just when they get back because everyone's, like you said, everyone's going to be going to the markets, getting that meat, celebrating those celebrations that were delayed because of this. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, man, I have three quince- three quinceañeras. Was oh. in- in- tomorrow? Tomorrow I had a quinceañera for three hundred people to cater. Holy shit! So that those people are probably gonna come coming back on on August. So, yeah. man, I will be happy when I start cooking again and catering for people and just out and about, man. Out and so, about. Right, right away. Real quick, real quick. Let's do this for you. Yeah. Let's give all. Well, if you guys want some authentic birria, some bomb ass birria, estilo Michoacan. Oh yeah. Let let me know. Hit up my uh my Instagram pod, uh, page, random underscore convo underscore podcast, and I'll give you my cousin's number. I you you will not be disappointed. So and if you haven't uh if you live in the you know the what do you call it the San Gabriel Valley area, and you haven't been, or you tried his birria, you probably did. If you've gone to the, the what is it, South Monte Swami, he was there for a hot, for a little, for a little, for a while, right? Yeah, I was there for and about you, six, eight months. Yeah, you might, you might have been on, a, you might have tried his birria. Who knows? But, um, but anyways, yeah. So, I mean, if you guys want some birria, like I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a really picky eater. Uh, well, actually, I'm not, but I know what's good, and. uh this this is some really good birria. So if you want, like, you know, send me a DM and I'll give you his information. You know, because like I said, quinceañeras around the corners for everybody. You know, I know a lot of them were delayed, and you know, send me a DM and I'll give you his information. So you know, if you guys don't know anybody, you now you do because I know I got some listeners in the the El Monte area and uh, you know La Puente and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, back to the the topic at hand. Sorry about that. Little, what do you call your what do you call your your birria? Just what what is your uh your name on your business card or do you do you have a business card? 
You still there? You still there? No. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so when I started this thing, I told my dad, hey, what name should I give it to, give, give this business? And he said, stick with the original one, you know, the nickname or the family, which is La Rioma. Yep. But you know what? My dad had a good name. You know, my mom is, her name is Goya, right? Yeah. So she's, he used to, my dad used to say, imagine a restaurant saying La Gloria or Birria La Gloria. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a perfect thing right there because why? La Gloria, you know, the glory. Like, exactly. It's like you come to the spot and you feel like, like you feel like you, you hit, like, man, you're going to be amazed. Exactly. So, Birria La Gloria would have been my, my, my choice. But I stick with with my dad's, you know, old uh, old nickname and family tradition. And well, since since my grandfather was cooking, you know, La Riuma. But a bunch of people didn't like that. Well, he didn't know how to pronounce the name Riuma. Yeah. So you know, if I go back into business and this thing kicks up, I'm gonna call it. I get. I'm, I should. I think I should. I like La Gloria. The glory, man. Cause you're gonna be, you're gonna feel like, yeah, man, this is, this is, this is it. You should, uh, I mean, I don't know if you ever did the the Instagram profile so when you're when you're selling at El Monte, but if you do, give me, send me a, you know, just send it to me, and I'll I'll I'll, pub, I'll promote it on my page, on my podcast page. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. I did I did have some posts that I had on, on my on my Instagram, but back then when I was selling, I'm gonna I'm gonna post. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some some. Videos or pictures what I had, and then people could see it, and you know for sure they won't be disappointed, man. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, and it's just like you mentioned earlier, like when you have so much pride in your product, like I'm telling you, like everything is sterilized, like it's it's good crazy. I remember my uncle when he would like clean everything, and I'd be like, damn, like I would I would go crazy, like because I remember like when you guys just live in uh in Montebello. And we would go there on Fridays, and your your dad would just be in the backyard, you know, with the with the carne, you know, just boiling in the back, you know, yeah. getting it ready. And every so often, he'd be like, "Oh, I gotta go check the meat." And then when, once that was done, he'd be like, "Make the consomme." And one, it was like a continuous process, like what, like a two day process at most. Yeah, definitely, yeah, two day process. So it's it's a. Uh, Luckily, it's a tradition that's been passed on to you, and it's a tradition in you know in the old country that's been going on for hundreds of years. Oh yeah, or, you know. Well, yeah, pretty much. Like, but uh, but yeah, like it's just ridiculous. Um, God, well, you still drinking your moscato? <laughs> no, I I I down my. It was actually a full glass of moscato. And I down that, and then I hit my little mini fridge I have here out of my, out of my patio, and I grab the Negra Modelo. Ooh. Yeah, Negra Modelo. Have you tried the, the Mongo Modelos? No, bro. I haven't. Dude, you got to fucking try that. That shit is stupid good. Obviously, you know, we're not going to drive, but when you get, I mean, you don't even need to drink. You don't even drive. You just walk to the liquor store. It's like yeah, less than. Less than five hundred feet away, but anyways, yeah, like it's it's really good. No, here in South of the Monte, we have a small brewery here, like the Progress Progress, Progress brewery. brewery. Yeah, 
you know, you know what's crazy? Right now, though, I have you on. Like, we're talking about that. So I started following this uh, this other podcast. It's called the Rambling Alcoholics, and uh, here soon, where I'm gonna be a guest on their uh, on their podcast. And they're from the area, the Monte area, oh, wow. where they all live in. That and uh, yeah, they they uh, frequently. Well, back before this was uh, before this lockdown, they would they would frequent uh, Progress Brewing. Yeah, and, uh, one of their posts. One of their posts, uh, like not too long ago, like two, three days ago, was Progress Brewing, and I was like, "Hey, like I know they have a good selection," because I went there with my compadre Aaron, and uh, and I was like, "Damn, that's fucked up," because I, I totally forgot about like the small little breweries and you know what effect is coming on them because you know, granted, it's it's in the middle of nowhere, like the little like you know the, the brewery. South of Monument has a bunch of streets that. You know, like a couple, a couple, like a year ago, they they stole one of my company trucks, and I was out and about looking for this truck here in South El Monte, and I was hitting a bunch of streets that it was just side streets, but you know what? There was a big companies there, manufacturers, and Progress Brewing is in a is in a well, your next your next one of the means for South El Monte says you know you're in South El Monte when in Monte when your next door neighbor is a, is like a. Uh, a company, you know, you have your house, you have a house, and then next to it is like a, a, a business, like a, a yeah. manufacturing it's business. Industrial. It's industrial. It's industrial. Yeah, definitely, it's industrial. So, Progress Brewing is it's it's a small little place that's been growing often. It's been growing often, and and now they they've expanded. They've expanded, and they they're they're doing good, man. They're doing good, and. And they just That's... keep on. It's a it's a go to place. It's a go to place, and man, it, it's a nice hang, place to hang out. And they, you know, they have good food now. Uh, they they yeah. they have a lunch truck that cops you know stops by, nice burgers and. Oh, that burger spot still goes. Because I remember I went there with the compadre and the comadre, and we had burgers. It was like stupid good. That they still go there. You know what? They haven't. They haven't. But oh, they now do. they have another another couple that they do you know the ground ground what was it uh, uh grass-fed beef patties uh-huh. and uh-huh. It, they're good they're good but son of a bun was a was that uh truck they used to stop by there son of son uh-huh. of a bun and they were bomb they were bomb so you know you're talking about compadre aaron he used to tell me like he should like hit up and i think he even you know, wrote to them and tell them about me and about the Bivia business. If I could stop uh-huh. by, you know, like cater to them, you know, or, or, you know, uh, sell there. But now uh-huh. they have every Sundays, they have this Bivia guy stop by there and he's selling. Like, yeah. Well, that's so he's, crazy. That's right crazy. now, right now it's the whole quarantine thing going on. They're only doing, um, uh, pickups. Pick yeah. And they have a little drive through also just, you know where I want to take you? I want to take you to this this bar. Going on topics of bar, and now that we're into it, um, I went through my. Remember my friend Jerry, little short yes. guy. So Jerry, when I went to California, uh, last time we were in California, last summer, uh, he took us to this spot called Las Perlas. Dude, all they serve there is Mexican beer, mm-hmm. and do they serve tequila? No, I think it's only mezcal only. That was like the wow. first time I ever had mezcal. Oh my god, that's what I want to try. It was. It is so fucking good, like, oh god, like, the, and then oh, to top it off, to top it off, right? That night they had like a little band, a little local band, LA band, 
and uh, they were playing pure cumbias and rocking Espanol and a couple English songs. No way. But it was just like the vibe in there was just so fucking. It was just so like it was a good vibe. Um, you know, the ambiance there was nice. It looked like a little old school cantina that you will see in those Pedro Infante videos movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was just awesome. Like, we had a good time. Like, Jerry was getting uh, guys buying him drinks. And he was like, <laughs> we're buying each other drinks, me, him, and Amy. So I was like, bro, just give me the fucking, just give me the, just give it to me. And, like, he would give it to me. But, oh, my God. I, like, I had a margarita, right? So, you obviously, traditionally, a margarita is made with tequila. But, they, you know, obviously, the only some mezcal there. Dude, this, this mezcal had a smoky flavor to it. And it was something like. Oh my god. That's what I love about mezcal because it's either citrusy or it's really smoky and you're just like, how the fuck do they like do this, you know? Yeah. Obviously it's an art in itself to do that, you know, mezcal and tequila, but just I don't know, it's something we got to go to. Definitely mezcal is something that I want to try next. But like yeah, I said, was- also food is like I get disappointed when like I go to a spot and I don't it's not up to my expectations. So mezcal is something that I want to go with some somebody that knows where the where the good mezcal is at. Yeah, yeah, and then other other mezcal is uh obviously the only mezcal mezcal is only can only be brewed in Mexico or whatever, right. and it's it's all imported from Mexico and uh it, it's you won't be disappointed but uh give me one second I gotta go make a a restroom run and I get a beer real quick one second yep so in the meantime I'm gonna be talking about Oscar now that he's not listening. <laughs> So let me tell you about Oscar. Oscar, he's my cousin, my compadre, you know. So him and I, we've been, we've had our fun together. We've we've gone out. We've had our night out with drinking and, and even when he wasn't allowed to drink. So one of the times is that his mom comes by to pick him up and He's in my room, and his mom's like, "This this this room smells like alcohol. <laughs> smells like coolers." And we were all hangover, man. We were so drunk last the late the night before that. That's when his mom found out that he was drinking. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Are yeah. you back? Oh, you talking about that one, uh, <laughs> when you guys live in Monte? No, not Montebello, and and then oh yeah, and your mom. Let you go out with me because I'm the older cousin. I'll take care of you. He'll, you know. Oh yeah, my son will be fine with Mondo. Not knowing that you're getting drunk as hell <laughs> with me. I mean, looking back at it, like, dude, we partied a lot. We, you know, yeah, we when we started when you started going out with me. Well, I'm older than you, so I I had I had the spots, you know, to go and kick it and and get you know drunk as fuck. So. When you're going out with me, I, you know, I was taking care of you, man. I, you know, I was letting you have your fun, yeah. but I was still taking care of you, take care of you at the same time. So it was fun those nights, those times that we went out together because, you know, you were being you, you're, you're experimenting with, with alcohol and, and, and how fun that is, those fun nights. But yeah, you know, it's, that morning I still recall your mom walk you know walking into my bedroom and, and you're asleep i'm asleep and i just hear her say this room reeks of alcohol <laughs> and i was like oh she found out <laughs> yeah yeah man that was a fun night and i, was, I still i still 
I still remember that morning, man, when your mom and it, you know what? You know why she was there? Because it was Sunday, and my yeah, it was there was birria, and of course you had to be there early or or else you were not. It runs. Birria. It had. A, it runs. If it runs out, even my dad used to call, people would call him like, "Hey, save me twenty bucks, save me thirty bucks of birria." My dad is somebody. Is some let's say if you got there and you wanted to eat, he didn't let you go. He's like, "All right, here you go. You're here first. I had uncles be like. Fucking pato! I called you. I told you save me twenty dollars. Save me. I told you I was in my way, and my dad's like, "Yeah, what do you want me to do? They were here. I can't leave them. I can't leave them hungry." <laughs> and you know who that always was, Michael? Because I remember Michael would always that was do him. that. He'd be like, "That was him." That was always Michael. He's like, "I called you, I told you," and he's like, "Apples, you know, like you said, my uncle would never leave them. He would never leave them." Um, Leaving yeah, hungry, you know? and then uh, and then and then he's like, well, what am I supposed to to do? What am I supposed to eat? And either they they either consume leftover, the or the, the huesitos, whatever it was. That's true. I do. I do remember that. Yeah, I remember that that day. But yeah. yeah. But no, like and see, like the cool thing when we were when we would party, I remember like and I would sleep over your house. For a fact, I already knew the next day where we're gonna oh, eat, which is like birria, a big old fucking plot. My, the one thing that you know, because I remember when I was younger, right, and all I would eat was just the the regular carne, which is the meat. And as I got older, I started seeing my dad like he would eat a mixture between meat and bones. And I was like, you know what? Let me try this. And I remember I asked my uncle, I was like, you know, give me some huesos. And ever since then, it was I was sold. I would only eat. Um, the whistles, you know, I'll get a big old, you know, a little rib, a little rib or two with some metric on it. Oh my god, I'd be on that table for like an hour or two, just eating all the make sure I had all the I ate all the part of the membrane and all the whistles, every little bone, every little nook and cranny of that bone was uh was clean. You know, man, it, it you're talking about that, and man, it you know, it's different though. Here in the states, the chivo, the way he makes it, is different than from what he makes it over there in in Michoacan. But you know why? Because of the quality, the freshness of the meat, yep. of the tortillas, like the yep. tortillas are literally there. It's one, two, three, four business, four houses down where he buys the tortillas. They're freshly made. Organic. organic everything's yeah like you know people can't afford um pesticides and all this other shit so you know the meat's gonna be organic and grass-fed yep. and uh free range yep. you know like there's no cruelty involved like it, it's it's as good as it gets and like you said like it's a whole different experience because it's literally from you know the farm yeah. to the plate within a matter of Man, we used to kill let's say this is this was this was our routine my dad will on monday was like hey let's go pick up a cow because we already picked up a cow okay cool on monday we will go buy like we'll go get the cow from the whatever it was our or whatever it was it was at it was grazing in the middle of the field we'll go get it bring it back to our mm-hmm. to our little stable that was on monday on tuesday Take it to the slaughterhouse, you know, down to the rastro, and 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 then that morning at seven in the morning, it was, it was 
getting killed and slaughtered and, and broken down to pieces. By 10 a.m., we were at the house with the fresh meat. I still remember, like, oh, you know what? This liver looks nice. You know, let's let's cook up. Let's make some nice uh, liver, you know, hígado, some tacos. So we used to yep. bring in the cow, let it out to, you know, because you got to let it out, um, uh, cool down. So while that thing was out, you know, being we hang it up and let it cool down. My mom used to be cutting up the hígado. By the time while Eagle was done, I used to run down to the corner, get the freshly made tortillas, come back. By the time I went and came back, like five, ten minutes, the Eagle was already cooked, sat down with a freshly I'm like, come on, that Eagle had was had blood for enter like four hours ago. That thing was fresh as mm -hmm. it could get, man. And then that same day we used to cook the cooked up meat. Wednesday morning, we're selling birria. So that that cow was killed and cooked the same day. The following day, we, you know, we used to sell it. So that's why it's a different flavor, man. It's a different flavor. And even here in the States, over there in Michoacan, it's bomb. Different, what is it? Different flavor. But you know what it makes? You know what brings it, what ties it all together is the chile, the hot sauce. Yep, the hot sauce. Yep. So that's why you, when you ask me what makes it a good birria, the hot sauce, because that doesn't change. The same same ingredients, same you know, chiles that you use. So that doesn't change here. The stays anywhere you go. If you have the ingredients, you'll make that chile, man. Exactly. And I remember, I remember, because um, when my uncle used to sell, remember what I, I would go yeah, with him a lot. Cater. I would go with my mother Lupe and you. We'd go yeah. catering and man, like I remember I would ask my, ask my uncle, like, you know how long we're gonna be here? And he'd be like, Oh, you know, like from this time to this time. But it literally from the time we got there to the time we left, it was just constant moving around because whether it was well for the most part it was just us um like we had we basically had like a little uh, little uh, a little system. My uncle was in charge of chopping off the the, the meat. He'd pass it to one of us. We'll put the yep. consomme on. Next person will put the beans rice, yep. and the rice. And if it was a fourth person, they would uh, put it on a platter and take it to the people. Or if the people didn't um, want that and they wanted to serve it themselves, then the other person would, you know, be chopping up uh, more onions, more cilantro, or fixing up the plates of the cilantro and onions, or filling up the cups of the, of the, the chile. And I remember, like, people would ask my uncle, like. Oiga, puede dejar chile una, un galón. My uncle would take like what, two yep. three gallons of chile, and uh, people would ask him like, "Hey, can you leave some of the chile?" And he'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know." Yeah, that's that's gold right there. That chile, that hot sauce is gold, yep. man. It goes with everything, and and yep. he could. Go, and my dad was, I I never really realized what he was talking about, because my dad said like, he could eat from uh you know scrambled egg and just put some hot sauce on it and like it, boom it, it, it kicks you know you get the the yeah. hot the hot spiciness from it but the good flavor it has good flavor on it to honestly anything to beans just caldudos you know with 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 you know uh, boiled beans with some cheese and put some hot sauce on it and man that shit was mm. good to fry fish tilapias Woo, that was my favorite dude. i remember um whenever your mom would make it and, I'd, and like uh 
I remember one time when I was used to go to the the college there by your house, or yeah, right there by the by where you guys live at Rio Hondo. Yeah. I remember one time I stopped there, and she's like, "Oh, you no quieres comer?" And I was like, "Of course, yeah. you know, I never turn on a meal." So, and uh, they had tilapia with uh, salsa de, or chile de birria, the red sauce. Sure. Oh my god, dude! Oven, it was you know cooked in the oh, oven. Oh like, man, just... cook! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, you know, that's why I say you know those the the hot sauce is what is what it's a killer. That's where that's where they get you. Because exactly, and that thing has a good flavor, man. It will it, it the hot sauce that my dad makes it brings out the flavor on anything that you're cooking. You know, anything, yep. any meal you have, you put that hot sauce on, and like it, it blows your mind, man. It's spicy and it's good, and you want to keep on eating more and more and more. You can't stop. So yeah, yep. you know, hot sauce. It's, it comes down to the hot sauce. Any any place you go to, and my dad used to do this. He'll hit. He will go to a restaurant. First thing he tries is a is a salsa. If it's good, he's like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna have a nice meal." If it's not good, then he's like, "Uh, all right, <laughs> the meal is ruined because the hot sauce is not good." Yep, but you gotta include him, Uncle. Oh always my God! His yes, his in a little Ziploc bag or in a little sandwich bag, he'd always be like, "Yo, you got some chile?" He'd be like, I "His chiles, man. Those those yeah. are bomb." <laughs> We got we gotta tell people about the the what is it called the chile the chile uh, the chile plants have been in the family for decades that have been on going off the same seeds since since like Heights, man. I still remember Al Sereno, He had a he had about thirty plants there, thirty freaking plants. And those plants have been passed down, and we still have them. Like in my house, yeah. my dad still has them. Everybody in the family has like a chile plant, and from that same original. That original, uh, what is it called? Yeah. Uh, plant. I... And whenever fucking uh, your dad uh, gave seeds or, you know, a, in a little plate or in a little plate, in a little bucket to my grandma or my dad or anybody in the family, like, they still have them. And that's one thing that I want to do next is get some chile because over here, I mean, granted, the, the climate here is retarded, snows here, but it's something that I still want to have in my house just because it's a tradition. It is. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that. that... Hot chili plant. I have one here in my house right now, but it it hasn't. It was replanted for one of my uncle's house 